You're listening to the ClearTrack HR Podcast, a show about employee benefits, employment law, and other topics for HR professionals. Don't forget to subscribe if you like what you hear. Now here's our host, Zach Finney. Thank you for listening to the ClearTrack HR Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Finney. Please welcome our guest today is personal trainer and owner of the Merck Fitness Asylum right here in Madison, Alabama. He's an Army veteran with 20 years of military service, born and raised in Birmingham, Alabama. Thanks so much for joining the show. Welcome, Saul Robinson. Hey, thank you for having me, Zach. <laughs> so I, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. So tell our listeners a little more about yourself. Uh, like you said, I'm a 20-year vet. I've always been excited about fitness uh, throughout my military career. Even prior to my military career, I was all about fitness, all about working out and staying in shape. It wasn't until later on in life that I really understood nutrition and, you know, how nutrition drives a train. You know, you're brought up a certain way. You might eat fried chicken. You might eat baked goods, but, you know, not really understanding what really makes you healthy or what actually helps keep you in a healthy state. I just try to drive that train with my clients and members at the gym and not to be a, a preacher about it, but to help them understand you can have the crappiest diet and work out like a beast, you're not going to make much of a difference uh, in, in, in your uh, overall health. And that's, that's something I definitely want to kind of dig into today, Saul, is just how much that either combination of nutrition with uh, physical activity and kind of how they depend on each other and what's the most important. I know you mentioned your military service. Thank you for that. Uh, what made you want to join the military? Oh. That's a funny story, and I'll be just truly transparent and honest. I had a scholarship to uh, run track, Auburn, a partial scholarship, and on a dare, somebody said, I bet you won't join the Army, and it was the best idea I ever heard. At, at that point, prior to that, I had no thoughts about joining the military, but it was like an instant, that's what I should do. And that's how I joined and stayed there for 20 years. Man, that, I got to remember not to dare you to do anything. That was... You're right. <laughs> <laughs> you came in hot on that dare, for sure. Real uh, hot. <laughs> Got in and actually liked it. So did I signed up for four years, got in, I got ready to get out. And I thought, man, I'm going to get out and get a real job. I like the, the aspects of physical activity, like running. I enjoyed the job. I did my first job. I was a combat engineer, did demolition. I was excited about it and stayed in. And, and you mentioned the track scholarship. I come from a track background myself. What was your event in track? So I'll tell you, my favorite event was the 100 meters, even though it wasn't my best event. I always had a slow start. Uh, my best event was 200, 400, and I was pretty decent at 800. 800 is a, a monster. <laughs> that's a man. That, that's, that's a real athlete event. Yeah, if you if you run the 400 right, you'll feel the same way you do on 800. But that 800, it, it is uh, my first event. My freshman year, they didn't really know what to do with me yet, and they I definitely ended up not being a distance runner. And they threw me in a right. hundred, and he did not tell me not to not keep up with those people. And so my competitive okay. nature, I mean, I'm in second hard, just I'm I'm pumping. Oh man! And that first yeah. lap hit, and they just left me, and I think I finished last and was walking. Man. Yeah, that eight hundred is will yeah. separate you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it definitely broke me. Uh, my my favorite by far was. Uh, the, the the 200 because I, I had the speed it just took me a while to build up the speed right 400 was a challenge uh, you know I just once I built the speed I just kind of lay back and let the, the lead guy or two stay up front for a while and just walk him down so yeah man good old days so yeah. the name of the business is a uh, Merck Fitness Asylum where did that name come from yeah you know uh, I uh, and here's another truth uh, 
I, I always wanted to open a gym, always had the thought, but, you know, I just dragged my, my foot on it. I, I, I procrastinated. I literally got kicked out of, of another gym for helping people. And I, I won't name the gym, but it's a well-known local local and national gym. Right. I got kicked out for helping people at this gym. Uh, the guy told me I wasn't a trainer and I wasn't allowed to help people, even though the people were actually, actually coming up and asking me for help. So it, it ticked me off to the point where I said, you know what, that's it. I wanted to do my, do things my way. I always uh, help members in the gym. If I see them, if they're doing something that, if I see them doing something and I know they can do it better in a better way, or they're not doing it correctly, I always ask, hey, do you mind if I share something with you? Can I, let me show you a better way to do this. Let me show you the proper way to do this, not in, in a way not to injure yourself. So that that's always my, my thought. Uh, Merck stands for make every rep count. And a lot of people, you know, the first thought is, you're talking about do as many as you can, or as much weight as you can. You know, I'm all about proper form, proper technique. Get the most out of the movement, out of the exercise that you can in a way that's going to benefit you without any injury. And then when did you first get the, the gym up and running that's on Zert Road? Uh, what was it? April. Uh, so, yeah, we haven't been, been open that long. Uh, we were hoping and planning to open a bit earlier kind of COVID kind of slowed things down with the uh the build out so we did one side was was uh, about 90 percent done the other side we had to build out from ground up we're talking plumbing electrical uh the concrete floor the the, the air ducts we did a complete build out the paint and uh you know from from one phase to the next there was you know little complications here and there uh but you know i think things played out in my favor that we didn't open earlier because there were so many restrictions uh, due to COVID around January, February timeframe. So around the time we opened, it was the best time, I believe. And and that was my my next question. I mean, how was it trying to start a business from scratch right in the middle of a pandemic, especially one like a gym where, you know, you're going to have people in there and and you have to deal with that issue. It was, oh man, it it was nerve wracking. You know, it it was, uh, the big thing is, I had planned or uh, anticipated two others um, going in with me, partnering. And uh, I won't say last minute, but the closer we got to doing it, um, other factors came up and they weren't able to do it. So I, I just decided to push on and, and just go for it. Took that leap. So let's jump into diet and health. So. Just when I think of gyms, I, I know there's all kinds of different goals. Every person has their own goals. Could be to get bigger or could be to be lean. But I always think of people wanting to go in to lose weight. What's the first right. step someone needs to take when, when their goal is I need to lose some weight? I, I, I like to I like to customize every every meal plan every meal plan. So I'm a nutritionist, and the the the, the hard part for people is eating. You know, and when you think about food, when you think about a diet, everybody thinks you have to eat, you know, rabbit food and uh, it, it has to be baked, it, it, no bread, no dairy. So I like to give people options that allow them to still enjoy some of the food they like, but understand, you know, if you have it in moderations, you can still achieve your goal. I, I like to, to, to set a meal plan that allows you to still eat the foods you like in moderation 
uh, and but just basically focus towards your goal. So if, if you're trying to lose weight, then of course, you know, uh, timing plays a part. So we can't have uh, fettuccine and, and, and uh, bread at 10 o'clock at night, and go to sleep and expect to lose weight. So you can still have that fettuccine on a cheat day earlier in the day, but in moderation. So I, I think with most people, the, the thought is, oh, this is going to suck. I, I can't eat good food, not healthy food. I can't eat good food being the food I like ever again. Nope, not at all. And do you see not only when, when, when you're working with somebody on nutrition, not – not even counting the the physical aspect of it, where you're going to have a tangible loss of weight. Do you see that mm-hmm. your clients respond with mental acuity, that sort of thing, improving and just all the around feeling better? I think so. I think so. I think that uh, when you when you look a certain way, you feel better about yourself. It, it kind of drives your, your your thought process of who you are as a person. Not to say that you know you'll have an, an ego issue at this point, but you'll feel more confident. You're more likely that to do things that you, you I won't say do things, but there, there's certain things you may say or you may be more confident about because you feel better about yourself. I think it also helps with stress. So uh, there's, there's a lot of factors outside of just dropping the weight that play into uh, nutrition and, and weight loss. And then you mentioned a, a little bit about this, but is I assume every diet plan would be specific to the person's kind of overall health status, or is it geared more towards that person's individual goals? So I, I like to consider health status. I, I, I uh, definitely, if, if a person has high blood pressure, that's a factor. If a person has diabetes, that's a factor. So we have to, to have to look at things different when you have those health issues. But if you don't, you know, I'm just using those two, for example. Right. If you don't have high blood pressure, you don't have diabetes, then, you know, you may be able to be a, a bit bold with, uh, you know, let's say if you have a person that wants to gain mass, of course, you got to increase your protein uh, content, uh, you know, reduce your carbs. So I, I, I say that, but that's that's the general format for most people. But you might have somebody that's totally different that has a problem gaining weight, period. So you may have to keep the car. So, yeah, and, and I guess to answer your question, you, the, the uh, meal plan, the, the diet is going to be geared towards each, each individual. But there are some considerations when it comes to health issues. And is there any one food like you're like you, that, even on a cheat day, this food has to you need to quit eating this? Uh, not not really. Uh, again, it's, it's moderation. Uh, you know, we, we can really get into uh, health standards and we can get into uh, foods that are known to be bad for you. You know, it's kind of like telling a smoker to stop smoking. Right. You know, some people can go cold, cold turkey. Some people can't. There are some foods uh, that have been proven to be just as bad as having a cigarette. But, you know, some people don't want to give them up at all. So the, the big goal is to at least help a person reduce the amount that they take in on, on a, almost like setting out cigarettes, getting to a point where they realize they don't need that food. Right. So to say overall that you, you shouldn't have, I, I don't like to place restrictions because 
when you do that, most people are really resistant. They become more resistant to the thought of the meal plan. And then do you find with your clients, it's, it's harder for them to stick to a workout plan or change their eating habits? Oh, definitely change the eating habits. Uh, so, you know, when you, when you, you become more, uh, I won't say accustomed to eating, but if you look at the fact that it, it's been said that sugar is more addictive than cocaine and heroin. Right. And the fact that it satisfies five senses in the body, whereas cocaine and heroin only satisfy one. So the biggest thing for most people I find is cutting out carbs, cutting out sugar. Uh, so it, it's the meal plan. The, the workout, that's the easy part, you know, especially if you have somebody guiding your, your movement and telling you what to do. You can come in and do that all day. It's, it helps. Uh, I try to get people to partner up. I like to, to train people in, in pairs that have a, a similar goal because if you, you have somebody going through the, the struggle and the pain, as you will, uh, it, it makes it easier because somebody else is dependent on you or looking at you and hoping that, you know, you're going to motivate them as much as you motivate that person. Yeah. And then, you know, think about that. I guess it just forced that person to almost be accountable for the other person. Like that, I need to show up for this workout because it's easy to let yourself down for a lot of people. Exactly. But um, yeah, when, you, when it affects somebody else, yeah, it kind of, I assume would make you kind of step up your game a little bit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, and, and, and sidebar, I, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, please go ahead, Saul. I, I, when I get guys working out in groups, I'll talk to them individually and say, hey, man, you know, this guy is, is really trying to reach this goal. And it helps if, if you were to push him, if you were to say, hey, good job. Or, and, and those are the things that, that believe it or not, they're, they're subtle words, but they're very encouraging when it, when it comes down to you going, actually going through the motions of the, the exercise or the diet and encouraging a person. So to not have that encouragement, it's easy to just, and let yourself slip. A hundred percent. Yeah. Affirmation is my love language. So I want to hear it all the time. I've been, there you, go. you know, I joined the, your gym. Uh, it feels like a couple of months ago. And my wife yeah. finally, the other day, as I walked through, she said, Hey, your arms look bigger, man. Uh, I was peaking. Nice. I was just, that did it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was ready. <laughs> I said, I was at the gym early <laughs> the next day. Uh, nice. So we're thinking about exercises. What, what about, what should I be doing as a beginner? When I go into a gym, I don't really have experience. It's my first time jumping in. I mean, do I just need to stick to machines? Is it best to get a trainer to kind of give you some foundation? What's your advice on so, that? If you, have, if you don't have a general knowledge of the gym, I would say definitely uh, start with the trainer. Even if you have that trainer, create a program for you that you can actually do yourself. Uh, I, that's what I do. That's what I suggest. I have some people, uh, like really they're mechanically challenged in terms of, uh, the, the, the movements. So I will actually record them on their phone and, and actually say, Hey, this is, uh, the chest press elbows, up, you know, chest flex. Right. And I'll expl explain and describe the movements so that they know what they did when they, you know, when they were doing the exercise. Uh, proper form and technique. Uh, but if you have a general knowledge of the gym and you're you're uh, you're familiar with with machines and equipment, I would say start with the machines uh, because they kind of guide your motion. Start with higher reps, uh, 15 to 20 reps, and allow yourself to get past the rough two weeks. You know, the, the roughly 
two weeks, your, your body's going to be sore because it's, you have to adapt. And then after that, reduce the amount of reps you, you do. Three sets, three to four sets, then go to 10 to 12 reps. If your goal is to gain mass, then you may want to cut the reps down even more, eight to 10 reps. So every, every goal is going to be different, but that's the, the starting point. Higher, uh, higher reps, um, three to four sets for the first two weeks to allow your body to adjust and then you know, progress to free weights. And then what about clients that are, let's say, over the age 65? Is it still safe for them to get out and work out in a gym? Does that person's workout plan need to be geared oh. to be more low impact? So definitely, definitely low impact. Uh, you know, I have about, about three or four clients that are 65 and up and they have their issues and we find out basically what we, we do is establish range of motion to start out. Some people have limited range of motion in their knees, ankles, hip, back. Uh, once we establish range of motion, uh, we progress from there. We'll, we'll start off with stretching exercises, rotational exercises to kind of get the joints lubricated and, uh, you know, find out how functional they are. And, and basically, get them to a point where they're, they're fully functional, they can do the movements and progress to uh, machines, progress to free weights, if, if that's something they're interested in. Most people, most people 65 and up, they just want general health. Um, I do have some clients that are in their 50s, you know, that are competing in, in bodybuilding competitions. So it, it just depends on the, the personal goal. And then how many days of the week do I need to be going to the gym? Or is that really based on what my overall goal is? It's definitely based on your goal. But uh, if, if you want to use the example of general fitness, I would say at least three days a week. If you're just trying to maintain muscle tone or, or develop some muscle tone, not necessarily develop mass, but just muscle tone, Three days a week. It says that they say it takes about seven to ten days for you to actually lose muscle. So if you're in there at least three days a week, you more than likely won't lose muscle tone. And and then on that, so let's say um, I can only make it to the gym two three times a week max. Is it better mm -hmm. off for me to when I'm going only you know three days a week? Is it better for me to do a full workout every time I go? into a session or should I still be isolating muscle groups? Like I'm doing chest and back one day, arms, the other legs, the other. So I, I would suggest uh, compound movements on, on both days, isolated movements associated with compound movements. So uh, I, I have a particular exercise I like to, to do for most of my, my clients. It's kind of like a squat and pull. It, you're on the uh, the cross cables. You only use utilize them one side. You use a tricep press down rope. Uh, you lower it about midway in your body. So it's, it kind of counterbalances your body, but it also challenges your your quads, your hamstrings, your, your glutes, your back, your abs, your uh, your triceps. Uh, so it's it's a, it's a full body function. So I would say try to make the most of the movements uh, that you can if you only have two to three days, especially if you only have two days. So let's say if you 
you can only get in the gym uh, Monday and Thursday or you know Tuesday and Friday, then I would say a full kind of a, a full body workout and, and then emphasize certain muscles that, that you may be lacking in. Awesome. I saw this has been a ton of information. It's been great. Learned a lot. I appreciate you joining the podcast with us today. It is tradition on this podcast that we do some rapid fire questions. We like to get to know the expertise of our guests, but then we find that there's no better way to learn more about their personality than just to ask them random questions. They had no idea where coming. So are you, are you good with that? I'm ready. Let's go. All right, man. So what is your favorite TV series of all time? Oh man. Uh, probably 18. Oh, that's a good one. I had the, I had the yeah. man, man, I had the toy back in the day. Um, right. I had the Mr. T doll. Yeah. No, Mr. T was it. Um, is this has been, I've seen this around social media lately, lately is a hot dog, a sandwich. I don't think so. I don't think so either, man. Does pineapple yeah. belong on pizza? Oh yeah, definitely. I'm I'm all about a a, a Hawaiian pizza. Hawaiian, yeah. Now we're on the same page. So, so should yeah. we measure greatness by championships? No. I I, I if you're talking about an individual uh, player, no. I, I like for for example, I love basketball, right? I have individual players that I absolutely love. I think that some players are misunderstood, like Russell Westbrook, one of my favorite players. He plays with so much drive, so much passion. You know, um, you, you can you can debate whether or not LeBron is, is currently the best player in the world. I, I, I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't think so. Is Westbrook the greatest or best athlete, pure athlete in sports today? Oof, my God, Zach, that's a zinger. I don't know. He's a bad uh, man. He is. He is the best. I don't know. Uh, in terms Tougher. of basketball or just athlete, yeah, athlete we'll, period. We'll do basketball. Okay. Woo. <laughs> I, I'd have to really take a few minutes and think about yeah, that. We'll, we'll circle back. I, I'd say he's. I, I'd say he's my favorite. Uh, it would be a toss-up between him and KD, Kevin Durant. And it's it's interesting you, you mentioned KD as a, as the best athlete because when I think of athletes, I just think of specimens, right? And where right. Durant seems it, definitely not scrawny anymore. It's like he when he came out of Texas. But he, right. he seems more just so slim. And when I think of athletes, I just think of beast. But you're you're right. right. I mean, he's seven foot and plays like a point guard. How much more athletic can you get? You know, he's so he's so well rounded, and I think he he kind of has these moments where he tries to allow other other players to to you know uh, participate, but at any moment he could just turn it on and take over the game. So I, I would say, and he would probably be the most well rounded player. He play inside. He's not a fair. He's not afraid to to body up with big guys. Uh, so he, he would be the beast in, in, in my mind. So next we're going to just do like, what is better? I'll give you two things. You tell me which one's better, Alabama okay. or Auburn. Oh, Jesus. Look, so I'm an Auburn fan, <laughs> but, but I will, I will clearly say that Alabama is, is the better team. Um, uh, I, I say that with, with regret, but they, they just, you know, so players flock. Alabama 
because of who they are. Right. And, and I'm not making excuses for Auburn, but not not so many players are just flocking to Auburn right now. So Saban's, Nick Saban didn't have to even recruit, I don't think. He has probably turned more players away. Right, right. All right, so Durant or LeBron? I think I know the answer. I, I'm I'm a Durant fan all day. Jordan or any other player that's ever touched a basketball? Ooh, wow. You know, I, I, I think I think Kobe would probably be my favorite. Uh, if, if you compare it to any other player that ever touched the basketball, I, I think that. Uh, you know, I think different different eras. You know, the the, the, the things were things were different when when, when uh, Jordan played because you could literally beat a person up on the court. Oh yeah, we're hand. Whereas when Kobe yeah. was around, figure. Yeah, we were hand checking full court. You could... Right. Yeah. Whereas now it's it, it's so timid, and you know, you you kind of have to dial things down a bit. But I would say Kobe. Man, we were doing so good, Saul. I mean, we were on a very good trajectory with this podcast and then okay and then now we're going to get like flagged for misinformation um oh man like i'm a my daughter's name is mj one of my two daughters oh really um oh. I'm the biggest i've got I currently have the wings jordan poster right behind me it's, it's a, uh it's hard I, i'm blacking out after that answer but we're going to move on here we go so favorite okay, okay. <laughs> Favorite musical act of all time? Oh man, um, like concert or, or yeah, TV sure. show or what do sure. you got? Concert, man. If you could go to any concert at any time, don't matter the year, uh, go back and travel through time. What act are you seeing? You get to see them once. Man, that's that's heavy too. I I think that that I have actually seen um, Prince. So jealous. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. jealous. That's Prince a good one. Man. That was a good one. Um, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Oh man. Whew, okay. Some heavy you hitters. Caught me off guard with that yeah, one. It's heavy hitters. Yeah. Uh, I think to heal. And that's to heal a good answer. Sickness. Yeah. I, I I just, you know, in 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 what what I do with 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 uh, personal training, I I find that I become more of a counselor. And, and uh, you, you know, mental health is, is one of those things that people overlook. And, and your, your, your state of mind kind of drives the train. You know, you, you look at how people uh, choose the foods they eat. Some of them are emotional eaters. It's not, you know, the, the thought is women are emotional eaters. No, that's not the case. Men are just as emotional when it comes to food as, as, as any woman, I think. Uh, so I think if, when it comes down to healing people, uh, my thought is to heal them in, in, a, in a way that it gets them to understand the food you eat kind of dictates the longevity of your life. So, Great answer. All right, Saul, the last question. What is the best movie of all time? Oh, Pulp Fiction. Oh, there you go. You may have flubbed up that Jordan question, but you nailed the movie question. <laughs> Did I redeem it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was redemption right there. Well, so oh, before yeah, I let I'm you go, man, up, 
you got to let our listeners know where they can find more information on you and, and Merck Fitness Asylum. So the best way is to probably follow us on IG at Merck underscore fitness underscore asylum or on Facebook at Merck Asylum. And you can also uh, check out our website at MerckFit.com. Perfect. And so again, man, I appreciate you jumping on the podcast and uh, starting this new season back up, man. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you for having me, Zach. No problem. I'm your host, Zach Finney, and thank you for all our listeners at the Clear Track HR Podcast. We'll talk to you again real soon.